is in the know for Monday, October 10, the 283rd day of 2022. There are 82 days left in the year. Good morning, MB. Guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com. Via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast. On Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know coming up today we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community the county the commonwealth and the country we officially kick off a new month and we get all back together that and a whole lot more coming up today here on in the know settling into my left rolling moss nine with her hair on fire is my beautiful wife the beautiful girl it's beach good morning sweetheart Oh, wait a minute. Oh. Use Sam's microphone for a second there. Can you do that? Sure. Uh, let's see if it works. Uh, good morning. Good morning. So, what's wrong with your microphone over there? I don't know. It's not working? All right, we'll figure it out uh, during the break. Uh, I expected you to look much darker on camera than you actually do. Um, well. Did you tone it down? I, I didn't, and you can't even tell that my shirt is actually pink. It's the camera. Oh, yeah, your shirt looks white. All yes. right, so it's distorting you. I was just yes. going to say somebody got a suntan, but it oh, clearly yeah. uh, it is, it's, it doesn't look like it. No, I barely screen. have on any makeup. No, I didn't tone it down. All right, very good. Well, so, all right, so welcome back. Thanks. Good to see him. He is the five-time winner of the Coveted Ohio News Hawk Award. He's a two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe, London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Clarkson. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Uh, good. How are you? Well, now I'm confused. Because now I have one less microphone working than I thought. But I am happy to be here. Well, good. I'm happy to happy to see you as well. I'm not necessarily happy to be like back in the routine, but I am happy that I'm not at jury duty today, which I could have been. Yeah, I'd forgotten that that was even going to be a potentially a thing, and you sent it. What was it? I think. I, I think was it Saturday night. I think. Yes, it might have I been found Saturday, out. I yes. found out it was Saturday night that because because I think. Uh, I think I was looking at my phone trying to distract myself from the atrocity that I was watching. Oh, yeah. And uh, looked down and saw, oh, okay, well, that's nice. I'd I'd forgotten that that was even a potential thing for today. Is there another one this week? Yeah, uh, um, Wednesday Wednesday, is a possibility. But uh, I – so it's weird that I – so I have jury duty for the next um, three months, I guess, October, November, December – and, but the odd part is, so does my mother. And so I, she's the one who told me on Saturday that we don't have jury duty. Actually, my dad told me that my mom said that there was no jury duty today. So I was like, okay, well, uh, that, that's good, I guess. Uh, now, if they can all be canceled, then that would be nice. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, for me, it was just the one day that I had to go. It was, I think, my last day. Too, because I think I'd gotten to the point now where it's like, do I even need to call? Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I did. Uh, but I was there for all of about an hour. I think I figured out the problem. Did so. did, uh, did somebody somebody break something while you were uh, gone? No, I don't, no, something I might say, have died while we were gone. So can you give me like a second? Uh, do you want me to just we could just fill time and talk about whatever we want, right? I guess it's just me on the microphone, too, so I can't... How was your fall break, Sam? <laughs> uh, it was good. Um, 
it was weird not having Cougar football on Friday night, uh, but now we're back. They go to Ohio County. I know that the soccer teams, they both had district tournaments, finished <laughs> as runners-up. Uh, boys lost yesterday in the region tournament to Muhlenberg County, which is disappointing. Uh, and the girls play Muhlenberg County tonight. So good luck to them. All right. Very good. Um, so, yeah, we got a microphone processor that's uh, gone. <laughs> Love to replace those. It's it's. Oh, it's gone as in, okay. First, I thought you meant like it was physically no, gone, and gone, I was wondering as to. <laughs> it's, it's gone, gone. So, well, I mean, no, no, it's there. It's just dead. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't, I mean, it would either be myself or Ken Hallett, and I don't think Ken Hallett even knows what a mic processor is to even take well, one to begin with. Can I just tell you, Ken Hallett's routine is about to change because, uh, yeah, well, anyway, that's just too much inside baseball, but that's why we're down to, we're down a couple of, of microphones today, so we'll see. Well, here, if, if. Christy, if you need it, we'll just tag team. I think she's probably uh, she's happy for me to run through the news and then uh, just get through it. Warming trend before a cold front arrives. So as cool as it was the last couple of nights, we will see it not quite get that cool until maybe uh, a week from tonight. But we're going to see highs near 80 for tomorrow and Wednesday. We'll see a chance of uh, for some thunderstorms possible on Wednesday evening and into the evening. We really need it. Things are extremely dry. So we'll be looking for maybe some moisture. That's about a 30% chance on Wednesday and a 20% chance into Thursday. But sunny and a high of 75 today, mostly clear and a low of 48 tonight, and then partly cloudy tomorrow with a high of 79 in the 80s again Wednesday before settling into the 60s for Thursday and Friday. And then uh, should be a nice day on uh, Saturday. The Twin Lakes Marching Classic is coming up That's on right. Saturday. So between Cougar football on Friday and then the uh, what we commonly call the home show on Saturday for the Twin Lakes Marching Classic. I do know a member of our of our staff had his first ever pork chop sandwich over the weekend and was very impressed. Oh, listen, it's top notch. Yeah, because I, I, uh, I told him, I said, listen, I said, it, it is delicious. And I think he, he responded and said, you were correct. Today is Columbus Day, and it's a little bit confusing. So Columbus Day or Indigenous Peoples Day is one of those days where uh, I think it's slowly disappearing into the, even the financial community can't decide whether it's in a banking holiday or not. There are some... Holiday, there are some uh, big banks that are closed, but there are some big banks that are open. And, for instance, the New York Stock Exchange and NASDAQ op- uh, operate today, but the Federal Reserve banks are closed today. So you've got this mixed bag. The United States Postal Service will be closed and not deliver mail or packages today. But FedEx is operating. UPS is operating as normal. So it is confusing, I, as they would say. I never remember it's even... That day to begin with. Uh, I, typically, this would be the week of the KBA Fall Convention. It usually is anchored around okay. Columbus gonna, Day, Indigenous say, Peoples Day. I thought day. it was a little earlier. Yes, it was earlier than normal. And so I typically, you know, after fall break, then we immediately go into that. Well, it was earlier this year because of, well, some scheduling conflicts in Owensboro so there you well, go that, that, that makes sense because I was a little bit confused and I'm glad I'm not crazy we're going back to the regular date next year just for uh, at least that's the that's the intention I'm not, is, is Dale coming back uh maybe I mean, Dale is going to come up uh, later on in the show Mr. Earnhardt Jr. he got oh. uh, got a piece of information about him later I, on I in the show today wasn't aware troopers with the Kentucky State Police 
Post 4 are currently searching for a Breckenridge County Detention Center inmate who fled while at the Breckenridge Memorial Hospital. It happened October 10th, So, and the reason that's important is I'll tell you in a moment. Uh, it happened this morning about 1.20 a.m. A 30-year-old Cody Claycomb of Louisville reportedly had been taken to Breck Memorial Hospital for examination after a fall in the detention center. While at the hospital, Claycomb assaulted the deputy jailer and fled in a detention center vehicle, which was a uh, Chevy Traverse. The vehicle was reported not to have any type of radio or weapons inside time of the escape. They later phone, uh, found that traverse on U.S. 60 in Breck County. Claycomb, uh, well, you can see him if you're watching, um, but he is a white male, six feet tall, about 180 pounds. He was incarcerated at the Breck County Detention Center in Hardensburg for possession of methamphetamine. This news release came out early this morning. <coughs> And at first pass, it said on October the 5th. Mm-hmm. And I even made a note, like, Wednesday? Like, this happened Wednesday, and you're just like, we would have had a better chance of catching him. But then uh, Trooper Sharp quickly sent a mm-hmm. correction that said it happened on October 10th. So it happened early this morning. So that makes more sense. I'm like, okay, happened this well, morning. Maybe the uh, inmates were on fall break, too. Maybe... Maybe the press release writer was on was on, uh, was on break. Multiple fire departments responded to a residential blaze uh, Saturday, resulting in serious injuries to a Litchfield firefighter. The Litchfield, Clarkson, and McDaniel's fire departments responded Saturday morning about 1245 to Butler Road to report of a house fire. They found a single-story wood frame structure about 75% involved. They actively battled the blaze from all four sides and entered the burning residence. They battled it for about three hours. A Litchfield firefighter who entered the home suffered a serious injury when a portion of the floor gave way. And uh, he suffered a lower back injury, was transported uh, away from the scene, was later released, and is recovering. Another firefighter who entered the residence was overcome by heat. The home was a total loss, although some family photos were salvaged from the blaze, etc. Now, there is a, a subsequential story that a Litchfield man with warrants is facing multiple additional charges after running from deputies at a house fire. This, uh, I believe it's... Um, it is the same It is fire. the same yes. fire. Yeah, there it says, on Butler Road. No one was at home when the fire began, but about 20 minutes after firefighters began battling the blaze, one of the home's occupants, a 45-year-old Alan Moore, arrived at the residence it was soon discovered that Moore had warrants for fourth-degree assault and uh, strangulation when the deputies arrived and approached the residence on foot. Moore was about 75 yards, and he ran. They um, He was arrested, and in addition to, to the warrants, charged with fleeing or evading police on foot and menacing, so was hey, lodged in the detention talk, center. Talk about a bad day. Your house house fire and then arrested. That's That's a bad day. Sure. I mean, yes. I yeah, I ran through several scenarios that Uh-huh. Anyway. Uh-huh. I don't have any facts supporting that, but No. It just that's he's had better days. Three Kentucky teachers will be inducted into into the Governor Louis B. Nunn Kentucky Teacher Hall of Fame. The inductees are Katie Cecil, Addie Henry, and the late Wilma Pace. Cecil is an English teacher and public speaking teacher at LaRue County High School. Henry retired from Breathitt County High School 
And um, then the, the late Wilma Pace was from South Marshall High School. They're going to have a ceremony at WKU on November 4th. So congratulations I don't know to them. Miss Cecil very well, but uh, ran and have had some run-ins with her as well. She's, I know Zach knows her very well. Now, t- t- run-ins oftentimes. Can, if you have mm-hmm. a run-in with a teacher or a mm-hmm. run-in with someone, that oftentimes Negative. can indicate some type of uh, unpleasant exchange. No. So when no, you say very run-in. Positive. Very positive. No, I, we were, when I was involved in speech and debate in high school, she it was, if not still is, the, the coach at LaRue County. Okay. And I had some good friends on LaRue County's team. So because of that, you know, we I would talk to her every once in a while. Um, very nice lady. The University of Kentucky football team hmm. came crashing down to reality on Saturday evening after the then 13-ranked Kentucky Wildcats fell to South Carolina. 24-14 to 14 in a full house at Kroger Field. The full house included you, Sam. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ken was with you. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that there wasn't a better football game for you all to watch the other yeah, night. Thanks for the tickets. Uh, we enjoyed it, and I think Ken and I have decided that I don't know that we can accept anything else because if we're that kind of luck, we're not sure that we're allowed within 100, 100 miles of Kroger Field again. Uh, the loss Saturday night actually occurred the previous Saturday afternoon. Uh, when you lose number seven, when Will Levis uh, isn't in the lineup, then the, the looked, Cats are just going but, to look very uh, one-dimensional. But then again, the defense looked awful in the second half. I, I think the injuries really added up. It was a very, very disappointing performance because I think, you know, Levis, obviously, it shows that he's a really good quarterback. Yeah. But I don't think that that performance was warranted at all. It, you could have flipped a coin on the opening play. If Scangarello calls that razzle-dazzle play and it's a big gainer, then he looks like a genius. Uh-huh. But just the way the game started, it looked like they shot themselves in the foot from the very uh-huh. first play. And I think it made them very well, I know uh, that boring there offensively the rest of the game. Some people that were around us, that they were a little late getting to their seats. And I think they didn't really realize what had happened is that they came and they sat down and it's like, wait a second. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah, scoreboard right? Uh, yeah. It's like, is the yeah, scoreboard yeah. broken? Yeah. No, it's right. So the Cats do plummet to 22. They uh, now will play uh, 22 in the AP poll. That's uh, the only thing holding them in the AP poll at 22 is if Will Levis doesn't play again this week, then he they will fall on out of the uh, top 25. But uh, Georgia back on top at number one. Alabama slipped to number three. Tennessee into the top ten. It's a it's a very competitive. The top ten, uh, the top twenty five is very SEC crowded. Mm-hmm. So uh, good for them. Let's go Alabama this weekend too. Uh, the University of Louisville Cardinals won. They didn't have Malik Cunningham, which makes you think lose your starting quarterback, and it's going to be hard for you to be victorious. But the Cards got a much needed win. And defeated Virginia Saturday afternoon, thirty-four to seventeen. So they rallied from a ten to nothing deficit. So they, I mean, you talk about a program that needs a, a victory. They definitely needed it. The Toppers were defeated on Saturday uh, evening, thirty-one to twenty-eight. UTSA. Oh, it's a University of Texas at San Antonio. Is you that right? Correct. The Roadrunners. The Roadrunners um, upended the uh, Tops thirty-one to twenty-eight. So. Uh, not great news for the tops there, but former top Bailey Zappi had a nice Sunday. Do you see this? He I did. Uh, oh yeah, 
He, I watched a uh, decent amount of it. It was so weird because they were wearing the 1980s Patriots uniform. So, mm-hmm. you know, these are the uniforms from, from when I was a kid. So it's just weird to see uh, Bailey Zappi, who was playing at Western, you know, at in Bowling Green la- this time last year. And he leads the Patriots to a 29 to nothing win over the Lions. I thought the Lions were a little better than that. Well, the Lions defense is terrible. The Lions offense is good. But the Patriots defense is even better. Yeah. And then uh, Christopher Bell won at Charlotte on the Roval, bumped Kyle Larson out of the playoffs. Christopher Bell was in a must-win situation to stay in the playoffs, and he did. So a big sports weekend, big NASCAR weekend. It was a wild, wild card weekend in MLB and uh, the division series. It is, it is nice to know that the, uh, the Reds and the Cardinals both won the same amount of games in the playoffs. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess they did. That would be a zero, would it not? All right, got to get to a break. Josh Horton is here from the Grayson County Health Department. We're going to talk about some important health information. Got that and more coming up here on In the Know. Today is Columbus Day, also known as Indigenous Peoples Day. It is Thanksgiving in Canada. So I know a lot of people that practice Canadian Thanksgiving in the United States, so they're all tuned up for November when uh, Thanksgiving rolls around here in the States. Today is also Angel Food Cake Day today, and uh, it is World Mental Health Day today. And serendipitously, right on cue, it's also the day we say good morning and welcome to Josh Horton, the public health director of the Grayson County Health Department. Good morning. Happy Angel Food Cake Day. (laughs) Big fan of Angel Food Cake? Yeah, it's good. Yeah? Throw some strawberries on there, some whipped cream, and uh, you're off off in good shape. Uh, It is World Mental Health Day, and it wasn't planned that you would... um, that you were going to be here specifically on this date, but I know over the last few years, especially in a COVID season, you have, um, I think we've all realized maybe the importance of mental health and seeking help and trying to keep ourselves uh, well-adjusted. I know you're a big proponent of that. I am. As somebody who's been through the storms of life, I'm, I'm guessing the majority of us have been through some type of season. Uh, mental health is very, very important, so uh, I try always to talk about it in some sense and also letting know that there's so many uh, people out there who would benefit from just reaching out and talking to to a licensed professional. Get help. just seems like as the days go by, there is less and less stigma about it. It becomes more acceptable. It becomes more commonplace, and there are various you – know, people will say, oh, I uh, – and I don't. I don't seek mental health, but I do uh, meditate. Uh-huh. Like, well, okay, that's that's you know part of mental health and trying to clear your mind, get yourself focused, get yourself centered. So you have different methods and ways of doing it. Um, it it doesn't necessarily have to require a, a clinician, but it certainly can as well. That's a great point. You always make great points, Mark. But yeah, you're oh, thank right. You. I'm going to put a meditation, little... exercise, it, something as simple as you know. Playing with a dog or a pet or mm-hmm. any of that can can be good for your mental health. So, by the way, speaking of dogs, were you really puzzled by my board? Like, I, I noticed you keep glancing over there at my dry <laughs> erase board today. Yeah, I'm trying. Is it no, or is do it, pets find it weird that we change clothes every day? Yeah. I mean, dogs wear, dogs and cats, they wear the same clothes every day. Do they think it's weird that not only do we have clothes, but we change them every day? It's like changing our fur. 
Are they confused? I I really like that question, but I would change it to, do pets find it awkward when we change clothes in front of them? Oh, well, I didn't even (laughs) want to go there. That would be, I would be saving that one for another day, I suppose. I think I know the answer to that. Yes. Yes, they do without a doubt uh, do, do find it awkward. I know you're here to talk about boosters and some other things, but I did have this headline that I thought was oh boy interesting today. No, it's actually it's straight up there. There are no landmines here. This okay. is uh, <laughs> as um, when I think about the role of the health department, I think that um, it sometimes is a hard thing to describe because in ways you are active providers of services. You know, you go there and people. You, you have uh, you have people that are healthcare providers, and you come and you seek guidance, and you seek input, and you seek help. Mm-hmm. But then also, as a health department, you play uh, conduit maybe to the other members of the healthcare community, where you're measuring what other providers out in other facilities are doing, and kind of looking at the landscape and the data and seeing where those voids in health care are mm-hmm. and identifying those and having important conversations. So I know you have a front row seat to the way things are sort of unfolding in the healthcare community. This headline kind of struck me as odd. Telemedicine was made easy during COVID-19, but not anymore. And so when you read deeper into the story, you find out that Because of states of emergency during the COVID season, states and health boards relaxed their rules a little bit just to make sure that we were getting some level of health care during that season. And telemedicine was a way of doing that. But it sounds like now those same people who made those decisions are revisiting to say, how do we integrate telemedicine, but in the most healthy way or with the least amount of risk. Do you see that landscape changing right now? Uh, It's definitely a conversation, you know, because some of the services that uh, medical providers, uh, you know, offer, uh, you know, I don't want to down telehealth, but some things can't be adequately done like a physical. Right. Or if a therapist is assessing something, it might be difficult to get an idea as to what's going on in the home, especially when they're working with a child. Sure. Um, and so things may go um, a little bit more unnoticed or uh, or not reported. So I, I think it's there, we're trying to find a balance with it. We we've we've come to the conclusion that hey, this is a great technology if we use it correctly, it can really open the doors and increase access to our medical providers. But will everyone continue to you know the people who've who've grown accustomed to going and seeing their medical provider in person? I'm one of those people. Um, will they get on board with telehealth? So I think we just got to walk a fine line with it. I think it, it will grow more in the future, but I just it's kind of like self-checkouts. Uh, some people just kind of refuse to do it. It's mm-hmm. just not part of their nature. Well, I think you hit the nail right on the head. You said some things it works for and some things it doesn't. But I, I believe that, you know, I had enough conversations and, and watched my granddad as a, as a physician over the years. You would see that the, a patient... Um, and I'm just using general idea, you know, ideas. A patient might present with a cough or something like a strep throat, but just by having that in-person visit, he may observe, you know, your physician may observe something else that you haven't even noticed. Mm-hmm. And you go, hey, I'm glad you're here. You're here because you've got this, but now I'm fearing you might have this. We need to take a deeper look. So that's what that's what these decisions are designed to to make sure we don't 
miss out the other things or the ancillary things on our way to fixing the problem that you think you have. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's overall, it's a, you know, you've had Jenny Cummings on the show several times and she has all these quotes like, really, Mark, you really need to learn some of the Jenny quotes. They're great. But one one thing she likes to talk about is putting things in somebody's like this imaginary toolbox that she has in life. Mm-hmm. So this is like your toolbox for your medical needs. You know, telehealth is something that at one point in time we might use for something. And we still might physically go see a physician because it's the right thing to do. Or we might see our therapist on telehealth because it's easier to do. Uh, actually, I don't care to share. My therapist is actually in a different country. So we, of course, do telehealth. Yeah. Um, so uh, it, it just depends on where you are in life and what you have in your toolbox and what you need to use. I think some of the other difficulties about uh, uh, telemedicine was that when during those states of emergency, you say, okay, Doing it this way is better than nothing. So mm-hmm. all of a sudden, let's do this until we can do the other thing. But now people have said, well, telemedicine is really good. I want to continue to use it. And then the medical community says, yes, but safely, like, but with these particular rules, like you just touched on it. Not all providers are licensed to practice telemedicine in other states. Some are, some are not. And so just the licensure and figuring out all those things on who's accountable to who, like if you've got a provider who's in Phoenix, and then they're practicing with someone in Kentucky, but then they have malpractice. Well, who has like who who is responsible for policing that and saying, "Hey, you're not practicing in the proper way. Stop doing that." Mm-hmm. They say, "Well, I'm over here in Arizona. You can't touch me." So these are all the complexities that you that have to be figured out. That now we can use the post-COVID world and figure out the most practical way of using what I think is a is a burgeoning area. Of medicine. Well, and here's something to tack on too. You know, one of the things, you know, we have many, um, of course, you know, medical services is a big component of the health department, but we do a lot of different things. One of those things, the programs is hands. So those hands workers, they go out and they mentor and they work with mom and dad with baby. All right. So um, we actually started doing telehealth uh, during the height of COVID for that. And some of the families actually prefer to do telehealth. Some of them do not. Some of them would rather a worker come in. Some people are a little bit more funny about people coming into their homes. Sure. Um, and then on the, the side of the, the hands workers, it, it's something that some of them really enjoy. Some of them have concerns because they're not in the home with the child seeing things, so how things are going. So are we missing things that are important to that child's health? Are we missing things that maybe need to be reported um, or, or need to be checked? So it's, 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 it has goods and it has bad. Or it's is something, you know, is it just an anomaly? Like, is this a frequent occurrence? You, yeah. you, you can't read too much into one particular situation. You can't read too little into a particular mm-hmm. situation. You got to have, you know, wisdom and guidance and just kind of uh, trust, trust your instincts, but uh, trust your training as well. All right, let's talk about boosters. I mean, this is a, um, I know this is, we're entering into a, uh, Cold and flu season, we've got, you know, uh, people hearing get your flu, get your flu shot, get your flu shot, get your flu shot. But in addition to your normal uh, protocols, then you've got, I guess, a COVID booster issue over the top of that. Yeah. So, you know, flu, we're in flu season right now. The flu vaccine is readily available. And flu is something that we're always concerned with. However, we're a little bit more concerned with it this year than we have been in previous years because we're no longer masking. And we're no longer doing that social distancing. So flu never went away, despite all the, some of the critics out there who said, oh, flu just magically disappeared. It never went away. 
Common sense tells us we were social distancing. We were washing our hands more, which we should always wash our hands, but we won't go there. Mm-hmm. And we were masking. Of course, it was harder to transmit things like the flu. Well, now we're back in person for things. So guess what? The flu is being more transmissible. Sure. So we have a flu clinic at the health department Monday through Thursday, 9 to 11, 1 to 3. We kind of overlay that uh, with the COVID boosters as well. Same time, Monday through Thursday, 9 to 11, 1 to 3. The booster shots are really important. A lot of people want to know, well, you know, I got my original dose. Why is it important that I go and get a booster dose? Well, because the virus has mutated, okay? So, you know, I mentioned that toolbox about, uh, you know, with telehealth. It's the same thing with your vaccines. The With the virus changing, we're giving you more tools to put in your toolbox. It's absolutely your decision. And I'll always say, you know, talk to your medical provider if you if you have questions. That service is available for you for the health depart- at the health department. If you have questions, you can also pick up the phone and call us. Um, but Monday through Thursday, 9 to 11, 1 to 3. And these booster shots do work against the new variants. Good. I was reading this morning that one of the, the more... One of the symptoms of one of the new COVID variants is, like, this one overwhelmingly has more sore throat. And I mm-hmm. thought, it's just weird how we can tell by the different symptoms how it's it's presenting. It's like, oh, yeah, it's more, you're more likely to have a sore throat with this one in addition to loss of smell, et cetera, et cetera. So it's just weird how we're able to figure all that out. It is. And I, that's actually how we tracked a lot of the variants, like with Delta variant. Mm-hmm. And when it changed, people's, uh, you know, at one time, I can't remember if it was Delta or whichever variant. We've had so many now. But it was uh, GI. So they had upset stomachs and, and other things going on that we didn't see with the original variant. So mm-hmm. we can always tell when this thing is mutating. I didn't read that. But now you said you've read where, you know, this is a, a, a new common symptom of the new variant. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, I think, and we're, you know, obviously just, you know, two people talking and sharing what we've observed or data that we have, uh, data that we have uh, read or, or, you know, taken in in some way, ingested. But I want to go back to something that you said that is easily lost in uh, in the group of information. And you said, talk to your healthcare provider, right? You, you just, you said, these services are available but talk to your healthcare provider to decide what's best for you. A lot mm-hmm. of people will hear, oh, booster, booster schmooster. I don't need a booster schmooster. <laughs> yes, but talk to your healthcare provider and you all decide. What is best for you? What you don't commonly hear people call it booster schmooster? You know, I don't know if I should say it. I've heard it called Fauci Ouchie, but oh, I've okay. never heard of booster schmoo. What is it again? Booster schmoo. Booster schmooster. Who needs a booster? Booster You'll have some people who will say, ah, schmooster. I don't need a booster. But figure it out for yourself and your own particular set of healthcare dynamics and circumstances and then just make the decision that's best for you. Exactly. And that's, you know, that's a big component of public health is giving people the resources and information that they need to know and those people making those decisions. I have it on pretty good authority, and I think there's a chance that Jenny uh, and or Deanna might be here in the next few days. But while we're talking about events, I know you have your Breast Cancer Awareness Luncheon, which is coming up, I think, a week from tomorrow. They requested that I don't talk about the specifics okay, more. Good. So in yeah. order for me not to get into trouble, I don't want to steal their thunder. So you're in your lane and staying in your lane? <sighs> I'm in my lane. I've learned my way, buddy. But here, here's the thing. You are correct. It is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. We mm. need to mention that. Yeah. So making sure that, you know, our our, our family, our, specifically our, our women family, friends, mm. and those dear to our hearts, sisters, whatever, 
uh, continue to get those routine uh, screenings. And we also know that during COVID, a lot of that stopped. A lot of people stopped getting routine screenings and physicals and things. So mm-hmm. please take good care of yourself. You're important to someone out there. Listen, it got to be a very convenient excuse. Oh, I probably can't get an appointment or, oh, it's too much of a hassle to get screenings of various kinds. We really need to get back to getting into a routine because there are things that are happening to all of us that are going undetected. Exactly. And And so now's the time. A lot of things, if caught on the front end, may not be so uh, consequential. uh, How am I wanting to say this? The, The outcome might not be so as negative. So if you catch Early it time, detection is key exactly in, so. in most all things. All right, before you go, okay. I, mean, I want to share this story. I want to make sure we got to today because I think that it in ways shares. I, I think this is a um, maybe an indicator of some things happening in our world that we need to try and resolve. A well-known Catholic high school football coach in Massachusetts suddenly left his job after abusive and, quote, vulgar parents on the sideline became too much to take. He said, the joy of coaching kind of gets ripped away from you, said Con Chase is his name, Con, K-A-H-N, who's the former head coach of Cardinal Spellman High School in Brockton. He said, it's just nonstop, whether it's the play stink, I don't have the team ready, they're just yelling at us, just general vulgar behavior Last year, we had a guy follow our assistants out of the booth. He coached Spellman for the last two of his career 19 seasons, called it quits following the team's Thursday night 34-3 loss. The reason that I mention it has to do with mental health. It has to do with the way that people learned to or decided to act during COVID in ways they were given a green light to be mean at every corner by our former commander-in-chief. And there has just become this climate of, I'll say whatever I want to, to whoever I want to, any time I want to. And I'm sharing with you that if you continue to do those things, you won't have people coaching your kids in athletics. You won't have people officiating games in athletics. You won't have people in healthcare. You won't have people in the media if you just choose to continue to berate people at every step. Is it something you're seeing more and more of? Well, it's so funny you mentioned that because, you know, I could I could talk. On, people are very, very aware of some of the things I have faced on social media, so I won't, I won't go on the details of that. But I, let's just say I'm no stranger to bullying. What I will mention is when I went on my vacation, and there's a point to this, uh, I was talking to the flight attendant. There was a there was a fight on my flight. Did I tell you about this? I don't recall it. Please share. Well, it's actually on YouTube. It made the Louisville news, and one of the the Louisville uh, meteorologist people was actually a person was on my plane, so it made the Louisville news. But I was flying back from Miami to Louisville. There was a literal fist fight on the plane as we were uh, in the air. So we hadn't even descended yet, and these two ladies get into it fist fighting. Um, and so I talked to the flight attendant after everything was resolved, just saying, hey, are you all seeing more of this? What's going on? She said after COVID, people have been so mean and so verbally abusive and for some reason so empowered to behave the way they have been. Mm-hmm. And just think about all the news we've we've heard about people on flights. Sure. Uh, how, how many have had to land? How many flight attendants have been abused? 
Um, it's just crazy. So I do see it, Mark. It is out there, and it's a problem that we need to address quickly. If you want to know why why public forward-facing businesses are having a hard time finding people to work, it's because the way they are treated exactly by many of us in society. And it's just there. It, if we don't do something about it soon, we got uh, we got big problems. So always a pleasure to see you. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having. We'll us. remember to get our boosters if it's the right decision for us. Talk to that. Doctor. And uh, apparently, we got a couple of events that uh, going on with your organization that we'll talk about at some future <laughs> date. But don't forget, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month as well. That's Josh Horton. He's the public health director from Grayson County Health District. Back with more here on In the Note. Which TV show do you think your life would fit best into? Which TV show do you think your life would fit best into? All right, let's first make sure Sam's microphone is working. WKRP, can we say that? All right, honey, is your microphone working? I think. Uh, Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Is right. it? Yeah, I it can't is. tell. It is. I gotta All get right. the level. Gotta get the level um, working. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't have an answer yet. He he's quick on the draw over here. I thought about WKRP. I would like to think. No. Is that a, just a cop out though? Well, I thought of that easy. when I thought it might be a little bit too easy, but then I thought about news radio. But none of that. I mean, none of us are that funny. <laughs> I would. I like to think the office, but then I thought, well, we don't have enough coworkers to represent everybody. And we're still not that funny. You know, no, that's, that's right. But I mean, and who's who? But they're sort of unintentionally funny. I mean, Jim was clever, but uh-huh. they were just all because it was shot documentary style. So I don't. I don't know which one I would. I don't know that you're necessarily Michael Scott either. No, absolutely not. And we don't. <laughs> we don't have David. Uh, you know, David. David Wallace. W- Wallace uh-huh. from. Uh, I would be closer to. <laughs> so I, I don't know, um, but we don't have a Phyllis. Everybody, every office had, needs a Phyllis, but we don't. We don't currently have a Phyllis. So. A Dwight. Yeah, I don't. Well, yeah, we okay. may have used well, to have had a Dwight, maybe. Uh, and then I also didn't get an opportunity to give you today's. Did you know? And did you know? In the Middle Ages, chicken soup was considered an aphrodisiac. I think I've heard that. I really? I've never heard. Are you an expert on aphrodisiacs, Sam? I think I, maybe that was a did you know that I had read oh, prior okay. to. All right, that sounds good. Uh, at the weekend box office, Smile <laughs> remained at number one. Amsterdam flopped. I want to see Amsterdam. Amsterdam has Christian Bale and I think, uh, who else? Margot Robbie? Sure. That sounds good. And... Um, all I know, Christian Bale, Batman. Nah, Christian Bale. My favorite Christian Bale movie is Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, he, he's he's always the Dark Knight. I had a list. I had it over here on who was in Amsterdam. Well, here I can. No, I've got it on the list. It's just a matter of getting to did, the proper paper. Well, while you're finding it, too, I did just see uh, Trooper Scotty Sharp just sent us an update. The missing inmate has been located okay. and is back in custody. Well, thanks to those of you who called immediately as soon as you found out that they were ready to go. No, I don't have it. But uh, so anyway, apparently Amsterdam fell fell flat. What else? Taylor Swift. Oh, she's in Amsterdam. And so is Margot Robbie. You were right. Okay. Robert De Niro, too. See, there was nothing about it that sounded good. Now, I, now yeah. it's your Rami Malek. Of that. Margot Robbie, speaking of, she's good. I like Margot Robbie. She said I, I liked her a lot in... Uh, bombshell when she was in that uh, fox news movie she thinks lady gaga will do an incredible job as harley quinn in the joker sequel so 
uh, Margot Robbie played Harley Quinn first, but in the sequel, Lady, <laughs> as <laughs> as Marty would say, Lady Gaga. Uh huh. <laughs> I. I Marty, didn't know the, the, Marty, what's Marty's Huggins. last name? Huggins, Marty uh-huh. Huggins. I need to watch Sorry. that again soon. <laughs> I saw. I could use well, it's that. in the election season, so. Uh, it's, yeah. I mean, it's. That's good stuff. It is good stuff, without a doubt. <laughs> Giraffe wearing high heels. <laughs> I just can't even. Well, I just. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to think, surely I had, had, uh, him around somewhere, but I uh, can't. You got a lot of foghorn leghorn, which I appreciate. I do have a lot of. Uh, I do have a lot of foghorn leghorn. I, I just, say, I say, I say. I really thought that I had. I don't know. Okay. Uh, no. All right. Enough time. I've killed enough time for a uh, for a Monday. Well, no, you wanted me to take the you or your idea was is one day with Misty to take an, a show and go through and just click all of those buttons and see if Misty could have remembered the reason why they're on there and we did it one time we spent about a minute and a half doing it and she remembered a couple of them as to why certain yeah of your hotkeys were there yeah now i've even forgotten on some of them so i'm like going through them yeah going, there was to... there was one that she even had a oh, good please. story about ooh, and ooh. i'm trying to remember so, oh, so hard that's it <laughs> there it is oh I'll, i like the one down into the left Which uh, you have to be more specific. Down one to the left. P. Uh, if you sweet brown. I said, "Oh Lord Jesus, it's a fire." Oh, down one to the left. We've been away for a week. <laughs> it's a calamity Ooh. of errors today. At least we do have our microphones working, so there that's always a, always a bonus. On television tonight, Monday Night Football. And I don't know what else. Chiefs Raiders is the game. Powering. I did not mention um, any other NFL games. So I don't know what happened. I assume you you're grateful that I didn't mention. Yeah. No. I. Uh, nope. Today's highlight in history: this day in 1845, the U.S. Naval Academy was established in Annapolis, Maryland. Anchors away to you, Christopher Reeve, Superman. Who, um, you know, he had that horrible horse riding accident in 1995, but he uh, was with us another nine years. He didn't pass until 2004. Let's find some chart toppers. No, let's find some birthdays today. Ben Vereen is 76. David Lee Roth is 68. Tanya Tucker is 64. Bradley Whitford is 63. Mario Lopez is 49. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is 48 today. In fact, that's, now that you mention that, we were talking about that because we were trying to figure out how old he was when we heard him two weeks ago today, or tomorrow, I guess is the... Yeah, I didn't realize he was 48 already. Uh-huh. Today's Scomp Not Forgotten, Giuseppe Verde in 1813, uh, Thelonious Monk in 1917, Chart Toppers. Mm, let's find a chart topper. Let's go to 1956, right here on Canadian Thanksgiving. We've got Canadian Sunset by Hugo Winterhalter and Eddie Haywood. It's my favorite collaboration between Winterhalter and Haywood. Mm -hmm. You won't convince me otherwise. 
I feel like this is almost a song you could... Well, I guess now it's changed a little bit. I was thinking that you could have heard this at Twin Lakes Marching Classic on Saturday. <laughs> it's maybe a little too jazzy now. Yeah, there's no bagpipes in there for... But are, are you hitting the bagpipes on Saturday night? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Are the bells aware? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't care if they're aware or not. But see, you got this. So that's their, that's the Canadian Thanksgiving song. Here's our Canadian Thanksgiving song. Or our American Thanksgiving song. Right? Ha- hashtag Mark. You're not going to go with the top version of the Thanksgiving song? I think he who wields the microphone gets to play whatever instrument they want. Mm-hmm, that's right. And even if they won't give me a music player, I can just hold my phone up to the... Oh, I can... I can. Uh, they've now... I mean, listen, the Cougar football press box, they're all set up. 1965, the in crowd from the Ramsey Lewis Trio. I don't know who all was in the Ramsey Lewis trio, but they're doing a fine job. Wouldn't it be crazy if we found out Ramsey Lewis wasn't even in the trio? Is Charles Ramsey in there? Mm, Dave Ramsey's in there. Listen, if there's two people that are pretty much the same, it's Charles Ramsey and Dave Ramsey. Billy Preston. Cruised by Financial Peace University the other day. Still a sprawling campus. 1974. Let's go to 1983. Bonnie Tyler. I associate this with high school. They did the drug program, like they came and they like turned around various. It, it was it was strange. It's hard to describe. They turned around various types of drugs but they were people mm-hmm. really hard to explain but and see that song was a parody when i was in high school i took calculus one year and this is great there was calculus the musical that came and and they're like closing ending like their big song was to that was was a parody of that song are there it's, two things to pair together that could be drugs? any worse <laughs> The calculus, calculus the musical. and listen, it's, a musical well, I'll, I'll, I'll send you the playlist you can listen Ugh. to it later I bet this was on it. I don't think there was any House of Pain. Back it up, back it in. 1992. You want to talk about getting a crowd going at an athletic event. Right? Oh, yeah. Wisconsin, that's their thing. They they shouldn't own it themselves. I mean, yes, I don't really want to rip it off, but who knows. All right, let's go to 2001, 21 years ago today. sync was number one with Gone. Katy Perry, Teenage Dream, 12 years ago today. And Louis Capaldi, Someone You Love, number one, three years ago today. Right, NBC Pearl of Wisdom for today says, We can have peace if we let go of wanting to change the past and wanting to control the future. We can have peace if we let go of wanting to change the past and wanting to control the future. NBC Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, I'm B, and now you're in the know.